three, two, one. R Ryan, why you got a guitar? Chrissy, this is for you. Stop. Please. But it's, but it's for the... It's for Chrissy. I mean, I kind of want to hear more, but I want to save you the pain and embarrassment. Okay, fine. I'm not as good as Joseph Quinn. For, for your sake. Name. For my sake. Is that I'm also a left-handed left guitarist, so that would be cringy for some people. Anyway. You're going to do the lefty flip like Jimi Hendrix? Sure. Anyway, welcome to Close Up, where we're emotionally damaged for your entertainment. Exactly. I'm your co-host, Joe. And I'm Ryan. My hair's a mess. <laughs> Stranger Things 4 Part 2 was a wild four-hour epic event. Ryan and I are dying to talk about it. So come along for the ride as we discuss this craziness. Full spoilers for the series ahead. You've been warned. If you want our more in-depth thoughts on the first volume of Season 4, check out our last Stranger Things episode from a few weeks back, close-up episode 10. So, zooming into our medium shot, coming off the back of the crazy finale of Stranger Things 4, Volume 1. How, what was your hype level like going into Volume 2? Super, super hyped. I loved, uh, as we discussed, I loved Season 4, Part 1 so far. I was very interested to see how they were going to wrap things up this season because it felt like it was the final season, even though I knew it wasn't. Um, and how they executed things, it... Not only execute things very well, but also for me, it left room f for more, which I don't know how the Duffers do it. Uh, like, obviously, they take time in writing their, you know, their shows with. It makes every other like screenwriter and TV right now just kind of look average or above average where the Duff Bros right now just kind of look like geniuses. That's how I'm feeling. They... How do, I don't know how they're pulling off such good content. And it just makes everything else on TV right yeah. now look so much worse by comparison. I mean, I, I don't know. I hear good things about The Boys, for example. I haven't watched that one yet. I haven't watched The Boys it. just because of, like, just how it's color graded. It just, I don't like it, personally. I enjoy things like Obi-Wan Kenobi as a Star Wars fan. But, you know, out of the major shows that are out right now, Stranger Things is winning. Sorry yeah. to all the other franchises. They're just outdoing it in every way right now. I'm sorry, but this season has made Stranger Things one of the best shows of all time. You can't say it hasn't. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, look, I, my memory is not the best for the other ones, but I think this is the best one. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how season four is the best of a TV show. I don't know how that happens. Usually by season four, things are losing steam, but somehow they pulled the best one out. Mm-hmm. The second yeah. to last season. I really don't know where they're going, but uh, we can discuss where they're going later. Maybe let's talk about what they did in season four, what we liked, what criticisms, if any. All my criticisms are pretty much nitpicks, but, you know, it's a review podcast. Gotta... As is your mantra. Yes. Nitpicks are my thing. Mm -hmm. Look, it's, it's a review podcast. You know, if we just talk about all the things we like and just rave about it, well, you know, then what are you guys listening for? You got to hear some criticism. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, it's not the Stranger Things uh, uh fan uh podcast if we were raving all the time you guys would just call us shills for whatever company we were yeah talking about you guys like everything disney does you shills i do not in fact you might not have known listening to every other episode of close-up but i am not a fan of disney <laughs> in general <laughs> it's not a monopoly yet 
Legally, they cannot be, but they're as close as they can be. Okay, let's <laughs> talk about They're Net- going to do their best. Anyway. Stranger Things, Netflix. Somehow the underdogs nowadays. Yeah, some of the underdogs. When you think Netflix is about to go under or, like, run out of business, they release a new Stranger Things season. That's how, that's how I feel. That's their business model. Throw everything at the fan until... Mm-hmm. Throw everything at the wall, and if nothing sticks, pull out Stranger yeah. Things when all hope's lost. And I was listening to another podcast, uh, The Weekly Planet, that I've told you about, and they talk about how what Stranger, th- uh, what Netflix did for Stranger Things was there's a lot of characters in the show that at first are like dicks, or aren't like, don't have that much developed backstories. But as the show's gone on, They've become some people's, like, personal favorites, like Steve Harrington. Some people really liked Billy. Some people like... One or two people like Jonathan. Everyone and next year we're next year, we're all gonna love Jason. No, we can't, because, spoiler alert, he's in half. He's gone. He's not there. They didn't kill, they didn't kill Jason, did they? No, he's in half. He's in half. As the town was splitting apart, he was lying on top of it, and he got split in half. I completely missed that. Okay, full disclosure, I just watched this a couple hours ago. I have mm-hmm. not had much time to process it, so you're just getting my raw reaction to this four-hour epic yeah. that I just binged all afternoon right. because I've been busy lately. Sorry. As I was saying, what Netflix did with Stranger Things is they allowed this show to like have at least a couple more seasons to develop these characters. But what they're doing with other shows is if it's not as popular, or if it's not as well received as Stranger Things one was, trash after one season. It's Netflix gone. Has it's a bad reputation booted. for doing that. But there's like some shows I can't, I haven't watched them that are just like one season that they have their own fan base. And if there was more, you know, if there was another season to uh, develop these characters, it probably would have been a popular show. But no, since it didn't do as well, they just can it cancel it, which is such a waste of potential and money. Completely or, agreed, except I am the kind of person who doesn't usually watch TV shows in their first year. I don't usually right. pick up on something until after it's already popular, because I figure there's a lot of classic TV that I love watching just on my mm. own time, so I kind of figure, well, I, I don't really want to give things a chance unless I know they're going to be worth my time for at least one year. I watch yeah, in real sure. time, so I didn't even hop on to Stranger Things till season two. Yeah, me too. So I knew there was at least one good season, and the second one got good reviews at the time. So, okay, yeah, I've been on the ride ever since season two. Mm-hmm. But, so I haven't really been screwed over by Netflix in that way as much as other people. But it is frustrating when there's a lot of shows they put out that people really enjoy, only to can them unceremoniously. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I turned off my video. That was my bad. But yeah, it just, it, um... It's really bizarre, but with here, I, I'm very happy that even with some of the criticism that some of certain episodes have gotten, or some seasons have gotten, they still trust the Duffer Brothers, and they still, you know, pump money into this, because this is their IP, if you think about it. Yes, it's the Duffer Brothers IP, but it's also, like, this is what, as I, in my opinion, saved Netflix from going under. Yes, it's shows like this that are not afraid to be creative and original and you know 
a healthy dose of 80s nostalgia never hurt nobody. Everyone loves the 80s. They kind of had a slam dunk idea. Let's make kind of an 80s horror thing. Everyone loves the 80s sure. except John Lennon. John Lennon, because he died in 81. I think. <laughs> Dark humor, I'm sorry. I'm heartbroken by this show, alright? You think I'm going to be happy reviewing it? No. I liked it. But I'm not going to be happy. Okay, Still, too, well, Is that too soon of a joke, though, the John Lennon joke? <laughs> There's certain jokes that are always... Look, I love a good dark joke, but let the audience decide if it's too soon, okay? I'm, I'm not gonna sorry. Make, I'm not going to make that judgment. Anyway, back to Stranger Things. <laughs> okay, so best part of these last few episodes, or even the whole season, this show, for me, it did Max very well this season. She was never my favorite character going before for the last few seasons you know i i liked her sadie sink did a good job before but this season turned max into one of my favorites in the upper echelon just everything she did this season and i i was really unsure if they were actually going to go through with killing her off or not i thought okay well you know it's interesting she's marked for death and okay we'll see how it goes but you actually made Mm -hmm. me doubt that she'd make it through even right till the end when her bones are snapping and she's gone blind and everything. I thought, oh, okay. Dude, I was like, fuck, this is how it, how she goes. I was so sad. Which I was confused at first because they thought once she heard the music, she was just safe forever. That That's what I felt because Krill, Papa Original, was safe. But you could argue because it was like his kid or whatever. Like, that's that's what I assumed. And I was... Like, that's not what I think the rules should be, but that's just what I safely assumed. But I guess also you could argue, like, Max egged him on to be like, I'm still here, bitch. Come at me. I think that's what was happening, because I think Vecna was perfectly willing to go after another victim. Like Nancy. Somebody. But Max went to him. Mm Mm-hmm. He already had her marked. He was right. She was right there. She was a willing victim. And, you know, she's one of the protagonists. So, why not? Yeah. Evekna was kind of manipulating her, too, because her plan kind of fell into his plan as well. He knew them doing everything was a lost cause either way. So, I think Vecna was having a little bit of fun. Oh, yeah. He got to torture Al a little bit, trying to kill Max right in front of her, mm-hmm. one of her closest friends. And like Max said, I, I really respect Max's decision to try to sacrifice herself because it's like she told Lucas on that bus, well, yeah, we could get somebody else sacrificed, but they're all strangers. I'm willing to do this for me. Yeah. I'm already marked and I can probably do this, so why shouldn't it be me? So. Yeah, I'm trying to think... Um, I saw one criticism where it was like, I don't think they should have done two final episodes. I think they should have just done like one final episode. And I kind of okay. get that where like episode, what is it, nine, where it literally ends with them going into the house. That should have been the cliffhanger. But if you try to remember what the cliffhanger was beforehand, that with the realization of who Vecna is with Nancy being under Vecna's control, 
that is like that was so much more i guess powerful to end on because the episode nine i finished watching i was like yeah okay like i'm hyped for to watch two and a half more hours of this but it was kind of not filler i want to say but it was just kind of like a nice appetizer to what the like epic conclusion of the final um episode was now i'm more in the camp that says i didn't really care that it ended on kind of a weak cliffhanger because well i binged the whole four hours normally that's something i wouldn't have done usually i would have watched one and then the other but i was crunched for time so i had to watch it as one big four hour story and i thought it just flowed really nicely that way i feel like it was meant to be watched back to back netflix assumed people were just gonna power through this thing all at once right so i thought i feel like they figured eh, it's not the strongest cliffhanger but who cares everyone's watching immediately after anyway mm-hmm. they all want the ending so we can get away with one relatively weak cliffhanger i mean like you said the last cliffhanger was so spectacular yeah that's true yeah just give us one netflix says and we <laughs> i'm fine with it I'm willing to give it yeah. to him. And I think this is how they should do. I think they should go. I don't know if Netflix is ever going to go back to like week by week, but I think they should do something kind of like this where they split the seasons apart because look how well it did. It got not to say that like if there was this was all released at once, it wouldn't be as popular because it would be. But I don't think there'd be so much hype. I don't think there would be so much. um reaction to it like emotional reaction to certain characters dying or or um just like of how the whole show was executed because you like think about all the other shows that went week by week like sopranos or you know game of thrones even like the really yeah. good seasons is star trek week by week yeah well yeah yeah it is still is still yeah. is i was i had to think about that for yeah okay. still is Always has been. There's those episodes. There was episodes of like even sitcoms, like Friends are week by week. And there's sometimes where those, there's like a part one and part two, like, oh, what happens next or whatever. You know, and I think that's what the beauty of television is to me is in being able to wait for that week or in this case, a fucking month for, you know, what do you think is going to happen? And it wasn't a month. It was like three weeks, but it felt like it. You know, Netflix, I'm sorry to break this to you, but humanity likes to wait, even though they proclaim they don't. Mm. Everyone says they want it right now, but what they really want is to be forced to wait for that anticipation. Yeah. It's a seek. It's it's like everyone wants to binge everything, but it's also like uh, if you binge everything, you don't get to ingest all the little moments. Like I just finished Umbrella Academy season three. Ah, yes, yes. And I'm just like going through moments that like I liked or whatever. And again, I didn't watch it all at once. I went, I maybe took me like a few, like five days or maybe even a week to finish it all. Yeah. And there, there wasn't really moments for me to just be like, to kind of sit on and be like, oh, what happens next? Because I can just throw on the next episode. Exactly. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Umbrella Academy is a bad TV show. It's good for certain people because it is very different it's uh that could be a whole different episode it's not really my cup of tea but i think it's unique Mm -hmm. enough to be uh talked about yeah i haven't seen umbrella academy yet i'm interested but that's not one that you'd be afraid of spoilers anyway who cares if you spread that one out because i don't hear that much discourse about it no 
It de- uh, it has it definitely have it has its a uh, cult uh cult following. Following. Yeah. Sorry, it just came off like an eight hour shift. All right. So what? Okay. So what else about Stranger Things four? Uh, the last episode, I was genuinely concerned they might kill off three quarters of the cast in one swoop. Mm-hmm. At the end there, he's got Nancy, Robin, and Steve all. The, the branches are all taking them out. Eddie's getting slashed at by those bats. L and Max were both tied up. I didn't think they were going to kill L. Hopper was getting mauled by that dog. I thought, okay, are, are they going to take out so many of the cast? That would be so bold, and I yeah. would not be surprised at this moment. I mean, I didn't really think they would. And admittedly, I got a little disappointed when they didn't. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it was like, it was really funny because everyone assumed that Steve was going to die. Here's yeah. why I assumed Steve was going to die. It wasn't how his character progression was going. You saw in cast interviews that he cut his hair. That was like mm-hmm. the big clue for me where I was like, he changed his look. He's probably not in the next season. But again, I was wrong, but that was just because from context clues for other stuff that that happens most of the time. And yeah, they didn't kill off a lot of people. I'm not disappointed that they did because most of them, if you think about it, are children and seeing a bunch of... Actually, they only killed off Brenner and Jason. I think it was Brenner and Jason were the only ones. In In part one? Or what do you mean? Who's Brenner? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The doctor. Papa. Well, and then everyone's favorite, uh... Spoiler alert, Eddie Munson. Oh, Eddie, yes, yes, Eddie. Yeah, yeah Eddie, Brenner, and who's the last one I said? Uh, Jason. Jason, and then okay, so Max, few Max for a minute. So, like, a few Max people, for... but not, like, yeah. anyone from, like, the main cast. And everyone so has their one... own theories on Max. Yeah, that one, I, I hope it does pay off, because honestly, it nearly felt like a cop-out. Yeah. I was sad. I didn't really want her to die, but I also kind of wanted her to die for the for there to be stakes, and then she did die, and I'm like, oh, this is sad, but, I, but, I'm, but I'm satisfied, and then Elle just revived her, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cop-out. Mm-hmm. I'm not upset, I'm not super angry, because I like her, and I want her to be there, but it also feels, yeah. I have so many mixed emotions about how that ha- what happened. Not to right. shit oh. on maybe one of your favorite superhero movies, but it kind of felt like the Superman movie where he goes back in time and he <laughs> he saves yeah. Lois. But I thought that that part wasn't emotional for me where she just goes, no, and like touches her heart. <laughs> it's just like, I just thought that was kind of like, I, and I've seen memes where it's like the fandom and they put like the fandom name over Ellie was like, no, no. I won't let this happen. That also makes things a little complicated going forward. Anybody dies now, L's just, nope. That's the thing, right? It's like, no. But maybe it's like, you could explain it like the power of love or whatever, you know? Which is, writers have used it, not to bring up her name, because I know she's controversial now, but I almost said Tolkien. It's not Tolkien. J.K. Rowling. Rowling. Like, the whole reason, the whole reason why Harry beats Voldemort is literally the power of love, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's whole theories about that and analysis that go into that. But I kind of thought it was kind of like a cop-out. I thought it was a cop-out until the end, where she's in the coma. You can't see her mind. So my theory is, 
is that she's just lost. Like, she's not in a coma or whatever. She's literally just, like... I don't think she's dead. I think she her, her mind is just is out like there somewhere. It's out there somewhere, maybe in the upside down or somewhere else cuz we don't really know. And yes. but there could be another theory that she's just literally brain dead, which would be so bold if they did that. And I would actually applaud if they did that, but how like depressing that would be. If that, I feel like if she, that's what it was. If she did come back, I feel like they ought to make her blind because when I looked into her eyes, they yeah, look like yeah, they yeah. look like a blind person's eyes. Yeah, that might that probably be it. Based off the popularity the character's gotten this season, there's no way she's not coming back. She has oh, the no, most I'm iconic iconic scene in the series. I'm sorry with her running away. It literally brought Kate running up Bush. that hill. You might say, yeah, haha. <laughs> it literally brought a new fan, a new generation of fans for kate bush and she yep. made a tweet where she was like i'm very happy that people are discovering or rediscovering the song feel very blessed i want to talk about another song that has gotten people hyped up but i want to later on with well i guess i'll say it now no let's go you're, you're already into it go on eddie munson says chrissy this is for you who oh, i see your notes you weren't really that too emotionally invested in him, but I loved him I mean, because he was I liked weird. It. No, I, I liked Eddie. I just, I'll, I'll get to what my criticism was before, but keep, right. keep going. He says, Chrissy, this is for you, which breaks my heart because I ship them, okay? And I don't ship people, Joe. You want to know why I don't ship people? Because I'm a 24-year-old man. I don't do that anymore, but I did because the chemistry was so cute. And then he plays Metallica's Master of Puppets. I didn't really know this song when I was younger, but holy shit, does he shred it. And it got so popular that it literally moved the on the official Stranger Things Spotify playlist. It moved that song from like near the bottom to like top three of Shocking. it being played. And after a week it came out, Metallica themselves posted on their Instagram a long statement saying, hold on, I have it right here because it made me... I'm looking at notes. While you're looking that up, I think now's a good time to plug that we're on Spotify now and anywhere else you oh, can yes. find podcasts. So while you mentioned that, okay, that's not, yeah, you can go back to what you were saying. I just thought I should plug that. Go ahead, do it right now. No, I just did it. Oh, okay. Quote, the way the Duffer Brothers have incorporated music into Stranger Things has always been next level. So we are beyond psyched for them to not only include Master of Puppets in the show, but to have such a pivotal scene built around it. We were all stoked to see the final result, and when we did, we were totally blown away. It's so extremely well done, so much so that some folks were able to guess the song just by seeing a few seconds of Joseph Quinn's hands in the trailer. How crazy cool is that? It's an incredible honor to be such a big part of Eddie's journey and once again be keeping company with all of the other amazing artists featured in the show. That broke my heart. I wasn't a huge Metallica fan when I when I listened to the song, or even when I was younger. But I knew of them, and I knew they were massively talented. But yeah. seeing them like that's like an actor, actors, or like a creative director's dream is to like be praised by other artists from different genres um, when you bring them into your own. 
I think Kate Bush did something similar about their use Kate of her Bush song said too. Something, said something similar. I didn't. I should. Which is still quote, a great. It's a, it's a great testament, you know, for for both of them. The way and Metallica's right. The way that sh- that the Duffer Brothers incorporate music into their show, I would compare them to James Gunn. I feel like, like every season has say... that thing. The first, the first season had "Should I Stay or Should I Go." Every, I don't remember mm-hmm. the second season. The third season they incorporated a never-ending story. This season had "Running Up That Hill" and the yeah. Master of Puppets. I don't remember what, if puppets. season. I don't remember if season two had an iconic music moment. <sighs> I'm trying to remember because I binged all of them, and I don't remember at all. I Point is, this show, so. this show makes but iconic way... music moments. And it's just, it play again, yes, it plays on nostalgia, but if you do it right, and it works really well, it's, like, it's beautiful. It's just, it like, it's, it's why we got into film. It's why mm. we uh, analyze film. It's because of stuff like this. It's because there's stuff that, like, actually emotionally moves us and makes us, like, cheer in our fucking bedroom watching a television show about people going to a different dimension and shredding Metallica. Like, you pitch that into a room, into a production room, people would be like, what are you talking about? But then you wait, actually wait, do wait, it, and it's beautiful. It, just wait for it. Yeah, just wait for it. You don't understand, just... the guy's got long hair and a leather jacket. Oh, I'm in. But yeah, I love, I love Eddie. I thought Eddie was great. I think I said this in our last Stranger Things episode, where... This show does a great job of introducing new characters every single year and making them feel like they've been there all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, their casting is always on point. I don't think I've ever... Even, like, characters like Bill from season one who was the owner of the diner who got, like, shot right away. Mm-hmm. Like, every casting, no matter how small to how large, has been on point. It's I mean, been you're already perfect. making You're already making references to Chrissy. She was only in a couple Chrissy, episodes. She was in, yeah, like, she was in one episode. And just like, one? Just, it was only the one. Just the one episode. Wow. And even you can say, I know Jason, people don't like him, but to credit him, he did his job. He played the asshole, asshole bullied that he, like, who thinks he's always right, who loves giving speeches. To loves be clear, the actor, the actor is really good in the role. He's very charismatic. He's one of those characters I love to hate. Because I get mm-hmm. where he's, co- I get where he's coming from. Yeah, I can understand his paranoia over something he doesn't understand. His need to control things. Him. At the end, I think he is. It all kind of came down to if Chrissy was in trouble, she didn't come to him, and he felt personally attacked by that. I get it. It's yeah, just, the way he brings it out is frustrating to watch. It is frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. It's not because it's badly written. It's just because it's frustrating to watch him do this as a human being. Which is good. Yeah. Because you see, like, it's kind of like the, um, they remind me of Ke- of uh, Bowers from uh, It, where it's there's he's just, like, another obstacle, like, bully character for the kids to overcome, which might have been intentional or not intentional. One of the, like, unironically funny things about this final two episodes is when they go to the gun store and it's just like if you want to know what america is it's army surplus store it's this fucking army surplus store you can like you couldn't even say it was in the 80s you could say it's now to be honest and the funny thing the only illegal thing that they do about guns or ammo 
is Nancy cutting off the barrel of the fucking shotgun. That's Which the they only did acknowledge at the time. Is this even legal? No, pretty sure it's a felony. And Nancy says it like, I don't care. Yeah. Nancy is my favorite character because not only do I have a... Not only do I have a crush on Nancy, but she's the most badass character of all, like, the teenagers in the show. She was giving me some serious Sarah Connor and T2 vibes at the end. And she's going in with the shotgun, full-on vengeance, single-minded ambition at the end, shooting Vecna over and over with the the sawed-off shotgun. I'm like, wow, Nancy, you've, uh, you've changed. Yeah. Even, like, the side, like... Just to go back on Nancy, I just remembered, even like she was even like a little bit of a badass in the first season, but they've like built up her game more and more and more brave into yes. now this like Sarah Connor like character. And it's become one of my personal favorites. And even like the side story between her, Steve, and Jonathan, where Steve professes his love to Nancy, says, Not only do I want the six, like, I told you about those six kids. I left one part out. You were there too. And then and Robin a part comes of me, in third wheeling and third ruins wheeling. the moment. And a part of me thinks Nancy wants to be like, oh, I want that too. And then Jonathan shows up. So I honestly don't, it could go either way for me with Jonathan or Steve, her going with Jonathan or Steve. I feel like I don't want this to happen. It's kind of lazy, but I feel like one of them's going to die and then she's just going to go with the other person, which would make the most sense. But I'm on I'm the on Steve train Steve right now. Me too, me too. Because Jonathan just kind of sucks. Except when he's talking to Will. I thought they kind of redeemed Jonathan in these last few episodes. Yeah. He finally started getting his shit together and he became Got more of the Jonathan. Together. Yeah. You know, now that things are serious. I even liked Argyle more in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought it was funny comic relief. But Jonathan finally started doing okay. I got a bone to pick with Argyle. Oh, yeah. I don't care how many times you say it. I don't care if you shout it in my face. I am not trying pineapple on pizza. I refuse to do it. It's not Hawaiian. It was made here in Canada. It's a hoax. I won't do it. You won't make me Argyle. He seems like a fun dude. But I ain't doing it. You know, I'm not going to have the pineapple on pizza debate with you because I'm pro. I pretty much exclusively get pineapple every time I order a pizza. I have a very specific pizza order. I'm not it's not a Hawaii. Podcast. I'm not doing this podcast anymore. You do okay, the rest of the show. Sure, let's finish up this one, and then you can you can quit. I'll talk about <laughs> Thor by myself. Oh, uh, man. Okay. I actually have not tried it, but I just refuse to do it, just because there's so much hype around it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even speaking on, it? like, uh, Art, you liked Argyle, and... Uh... No, I wasn't saying Ar- Oh, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, you talked about Will, so I guess they, they haven't confirmed he's gay, but they're he's, really... He's... They're really... Yeah. It's either I that mean, if you, if you haven't I, I don't figured know it out he, at this point, you're not paying attention. Yeah. I don't know if he's like in love with Mike. I have a I feeling so. he is. Mike, I don't know if this is intentional, but I hate him. He is the most know, oblivious fucking person known to man. His best friend is bawling his eyes out beside him. And he's just like, this is a cool picture. <laughs> like he's, I think it's because the Duffers had one he had one good season and they were like we can't really do anything else with him he's the most mundane like boring character ever and everyone else is more interesting but i do not like mike i love finn i love finn as an actor but i hate mike because he's just so like and then it got to the point where he's like saying his speech to ellie 
where it's like, I love you, you're my hero. It got to around maybe the um, the minute and 30 seconds mark where I was like, okay, we get it. Like, we, like can we get to her, like, breaking three of the bonds already? And, like, I guess it I literally goes back said to my, that. To my criticism from last episode, I guess, where this season has a lot of really long monologues. Yeah. Some of them work better than others. But it got to that point where I was like, okay, I get it. Like, we, we you love her. We, we heard it. Like, let's This episode's go. two and a half hours already. Can we make it five minutes shorter, please? My lord. But yeah, I don't know if they can even redeem Mike at this point. It's not that he's just, he hasn't done, he just hasn't done anything. So I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe kill him off. They were in the B plot this season. Mike, Mike, Will, Argyle, and Jonathan pretty much had nothing valuable to contribute this year. Mm -hmm. Except go get L. Except go get L. Wish has had an, has, has did a everything great arc. remotely. Yeah. Yeah. I think she has a great arc. Her L's arc was kind of meh until the final two episodes because she finally she not not say she doesn't have the balls, but she finally has the confidence to stand up to Papa. I hate saying this. Papa finally is like, "No, you were wrong. The reason you are the are monster, here not me." is because of you, which is a little on the nose, but she's a kid. But like the reason we are here, the reason that Henry, right? Her name, the guy's name's Henry Vecna. Who cares? Vecna. Henry slash Vecna slash Vecna one, as they say. Slash one. The whole reason that Henry is Vecna is because of you. This all started with you. I am not going to trust you anymore. And you can. She was cold when he died, though. Very cold, which I I loved because. I'm not giving you this closure. You have caused so much trauma in my life. You took so much from me that I'm not going to give you this. I get it. I just so it was so brutal. It's so like, brutal. Oh, I, lo I love it, but it's brutal, man. And I, I wish more. And I guess there's like, I understand why some shows would do that because it shows that like this person still has some form of respect or like some sort of respect or humanity towards the other person that's dying but i was just like just like, lie i'm like just lie yeah. i know you don't have to mean it just give him some... mm -hmm. but l's just like no it kind of reminded me i don't know if you've watched avatar last airbender yep uh, i mean I, oh, you have. Not, a, not recently yeah when okay. i was a kid but there's I a, remember there's an episode there's an episode in uh season three where this is a potential spoiler. Just to warn people. Uh, it's a potential spoiler if you haven't watched it. But where okay. Katara confronts... This is... You know that Katara's parents are dead. At the mm. beginning of the show. Mm. But Katara confronts... His mother's... Her mother's killer. Okay. And doesn't take revenge. And then Ayn says, I'm glad you didn't kill. Like, it's the first part of forgiveness she goes oh i'm never gonna forgive him like i will never forgive him for what he did i'm just willing to let it go and that's what l reminded me of there it's just it's very brave writing because this is what would happen i feel like in most cases if it did happen in real life but some writers just want it to be, have like every character to have closure but the fact that they didn't give papa closure or brenner i yeah. think is is brilliant 
It was a bold choice, and I think that's a really good point you made there, that it's it feels more realistic, which is why it felt shocking, because that's not usually what most shows would do. Mm-hmm. They, they made a bold choice there. How do you feel about Big Bad Army Man? Big Bad Army Man. I the think... The guy wants to kill yes, L. Yes, yes, For, like... <laughs> I think I said this on the last episode, but I do think it's... In principle, I understand why he's there. I think... In practice, he's kind of filler, but in principle, I understand why the government would consider L a very dangerous asset that got out of control and needs to be handled. That is technically theirs, to if you think about it. Yes. Because it was government-funded uh, lab. Yes. So the plot line is kind of weak, kind of just shows up when it's convenient, needs a little extra conflict. That's probably the yeah. weakest plot line this season now that you're bringing it up. Yeah, it's... I do love that they, he kind of just, like, lets them drive away in a minivan when they have, like, army trucks. He's just like, yeah. well, shit. I'll get you next time. <laughs> you. What happened to Owen, that doctor? Because he's not dead. He's just handcuffed. Last I checked, he's just handcuffed in a... I hope he comes the army back because really, yeah. dead. Because I really like that actor. And maybe I really liked him. A... That I really female, liked him maybe a... that female agent saved him. The one he kept Maybe. calling all the time? Oh, yes, I don't yes, remember yes. her name. We should talk about Russia Crew. How do we Russia feel about crew. Russia Crew? Love them. Antonov, Yuri, great characters. Mm-hmm. Joyce and Hopper finally ma- make out. Yes. And they about both time. get shirtless, but not in front of each other. Respectable. Hopper yes. loses a lot of weight, which a lot of actors do. You know, the game wait for a role, and then they lose it. To show it the looks commitment great. to the screen. Yeah. He looks amazing. That's not going to stay because, you know, how hard that is to, st- to keep. It's very hard. I like that bit at the end when he sees but I like Mike, how, uh, when, yeah. he, when he meets Mike again. You've grown. You shrunk. You shrank. Yeah. I like how he, I like that he hugs him because they were always at odds with each other throughout the show. Yeah. Love the reunion with Elle. I that kept the part door three inches me. open. That part didn't get me too emotionally invested because I'm not... I'm not like a daughter, you know, so I don't have that like type of connection with like my dad. But if I did lose him and then I, he he came back, that would be crazy. So I didn't yeah. have I that I thought it was a really nice moment. A part that got me a little bit more was weirdly like, Joyce and L reunion because I felt felt like they had sometimes even a better connection. Yes, in some yes. parts of the show. But when I receive Winona Ryder like tear up, it's not fun <laughs> for me. Yeah, the reunions were great. I liked, um, I liked seeing all the all the kids back together because they yeah. haven't been all together this year in so which long. Is a, another bold choice. Mm, I think the Duffers tweeted they're just writing season five right now, and the original crew will be a group again. Like good Dustin, it's their last Lucas, ride. It's got Will, L, and probably Will. Yeah, they're Joyce just starting Hopper. season five. Joyce and Hopper. You think Anton Murray's and Yuri great. are going to come back? I I don't care for Yuri. I don't care. I don't I like, like Yuri. He's, he's fine. I like Antonov. I like Antonov because he he is what kind of like like a beaming light. Like, do you know what our country is? Like, that's what he basically says to Yuri. Yeah. Where it's like, and I feel like that's that there should be a character like that for modern time America. 
I like that one line when he when he's he got them on the phone with the U.S. and he's like, just so you know, the KGB is going to be on the other end listening to everything you say. So yeah, speaking code, so talking code. Welcome to the Soviet Union. Yeah, really. Which is kind of funny because if you've seen uh, Chernobyl, it's set around the same time, like uh, a miniseries, and like the KGB is like referenced all over that miniseries. Yes, and yes. it's like, well, why weren't we told about this disaster? It's like, oh, because it was top secret and like kept under wraps. It's like Chernobyl was which we could talk about, but it's very depressing uh, miniseries, but like it could have ended the world. If you think yep. about what happened in Chernobyl, I don't well, know exactly what happened, but I know the rough. It's very, it's very tough miniseries to watch. Very emotional. Yep. You have to be in the right mindset for it, but it's brilliant. HBO, yep. of course. We're not here to talk about Chernobyl. We're here to talk about fun rush. We're here to talk about fun Russia, where they killed Demogorgons with the sword from Conan, the barbarian. Yes, it's the same sword. It's the same sword confirmed. That's hilarious. I honestly, when I was watching that scene and the hopper came outside to like to the yard, I was like, why is there a random sword on the ground? Like, I know people died and they all had weapons. but I was like, why is there a random sword on the ground? Then he goes to pick it up. I was like, oh, that's why. I thought <laughs> like, the same I thing noticed, at the time. I noticed the sword. I was like, why is there just a sword in the middle of the room? But you know the weird thing about that, though? Is that, how did nobody use that to hurt the Demogorgon before? What, did the guy who used it just really suck at fighting? Oh, yeah. Did you see Hopper? He's like two feet taller than all the other Russians. And they yeah. all, and none of them have like experience fighting the Demogorgon, so they're all probably just scared shitless. I feel extra bad for the guy who had that sword because he could have done something. I know. Yeah. I thought, I was like, I swear to God, if you kill off Hopper. I heard Again. a, this might be, this might be a rumor, but I heard online that Stranger Things was turned down by 12 networks because they didn't have Hopper as the lead character. They just had kids because, mm-hmm. you know, casting kids at the time is would have been faux pas and like you're gonna get kid actors to star in a major television show have these network executives ever seen an 80s movie i feel like a great deal of them were led by kids mm-hmm. yeah but this is a tv show and they're i know i like know. yeah it's different but that's just i understand why they wanted kids as the lead because that was a very 80s thing i feel like i haven't oh, seen... for sure for sure but it was definitely yeah. one of those things where it's like they just read the synopsis and they were like no they didn't want to read into it we're running time down now, so we should probably breeze through. Aw, oh, man. But Hopper's always been one of my favorites. Hopper's fantastic. This season, I felt like he was kind of sidelined, but it was just because he was going through, like, prison. <laughs> and, like, an emotional journey. His little... I have to go back and rewatch um the dinner scene with all the other prisoners, because I was coming off of, like, early morning shifts, and I was calling, yeah. falling in and out of sleep while watching that scene, but his little speech when he was like, I, they didn't need me. I needed them about Joyce and L that was mm-hmm. pretty powerful. But, uh, I want you to go and then I want to talk about the times that got really emotional before we wrap okay. up. Sure. Yeah. We have about, uh, 11 more minutes. So I'm just going to okay. get through what I can. I love that they ended this season on a loss. Every other season of stranger things is wrapped up in a place where it could feasibly be the end of the whole show. and usually ended on a lighter note. Last season ended with Billy's death. Max was sad. Okay, so there was a bit of 
sadness there. I think season two ended with Bob's death. That was also sad. This season, they just straight up lost. Yeah. Hawkins got leveled. They, a lot of people died this time. They're, you know, they have, um, at the high school, they have aid stations set up. Just everything is a mess. And then the upside down is bleeding in and killing, killing the plants and like the upside down seeping into the regular world. They went in to kill Vecna. Vecna got away. Max is in a coma. Things are bad. This is probably the darkest Stranger Things has ever gotten. Which is probably why it's the best season, because it's, it had the most stakes to it. They do the hero shot at the end, which is brilliant. Where they're all posing it. They need to get Elle a better shirt. I know it's of the times, but it's a terrible shirt. I did not like yeah. that shirt. Yeah. But it's of the times. Not sh- shitting on the costume designer. I just don't like how it looks. Fair enough. Great cliffhanger. Great, great cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Great ending. How do you feel about Vecna being the creator of all things evil. I don't think he was... The way I interpreted it was he wasn't the creator of all things evil. He kind of just stumbled onto this really sketchy realm that he could mm-hmm. kind well, of what I mean, himself on. What I mean yeah. by that is like him creating the mind flare. What do you think about that? I... Like I said, all these feelings are still fresh. I just watched it a few <laughs> hours ago. I haven't had time to process it, but I do have mixed feelings on that. Right. I also don't know if I like the original idea, the theory that he was just the Mind Flayer's five-star general or whatever. I kind of like that this human mind who, this evil human mind who is super powerful took advantage of really dark forces and used his own vendettas to... Mm-hmm. fuel a decimation of humanity of course something so cruel seems like it could only be devised by a human mind so calculated why would something from another realm think this way no it's just foot soldiers in some guy's yeah. master plan for world domination or extermination more like most likely so i i get it i'm i'm not 100 like i said i'm not 100% sure how i feel about that right now but He's a great... All I know is he's the best villain this series has had. And if he's supposed to be the big bad, I'm not complaining about that. Yeah. Again, there's like... There's also... They give they give away a lot without explaining too much. Like, him going there and like the Demogorgon's already existing or the Demodogs, whatever, because you see them running around and then you see like the mist or whatever, but you also see Vecna like turning it into what the mind flare is because it's something he drew as a kid yes. like a spider so a part of me really liked that he is the reason for everything yes but i i don't know because i i think i wasn't too shocked by it because that's what i thought going into it so i wasn't like totally like it, it wasn't i guess as satisfying for me they already had so many great twists at the end of yeah. part one so i mean how many more giant twists could we handle at that point mm-hmm. yeah yeah Vecna's actually freaking db cooper <laughs> they kind of had the it was me all along thing yeah where everything from it the was very- me barry <laughs> yeah he killed barb he he's the one who sucked will in in the first place oh, he God. he created the mind flare mm-hmm. i guess i think they implied he was 
the consciousness that took over Billy as well. The hive yeah. mind is him. Just everything from the very beginning is a is a long master plan. Speaking of Billy, I know it's archive footage, but I'm glad they brought him back again for like the end part for season four because just it's the trauma for Max. Just because I love that actor and what he brought to Billy, especially in season three. I want to say a funny theory, and then I want to say why I got emotional. There's a sure. theory that Mrs. Wheeler is Vecna's sister. Like the daughter of um, Henry. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Whatever his name is. Because you, like, you see her pass out, or because maybe they didn't want to show like a little girl dying on screen. But there yes. is that theory... Because there was like, when they did the character posters for volume two, there was one for Nancy Wheeler or Mrs. Wheeler. And people were like, this has to be significant. And it wasn't really just she's a popular character. You know, that's a very interesting theory because I was thinking while watching Stranger Things multiple years in a row that of all the parents of these kids, Mrs. Wheeler is the most prominent. She's had the most subplots. You know, they've they showed Lucas's parents and Dustin's mom and. Well, I guess Joyce is the main parent, but out of all the yeah. other parents, the Mrs. Wheeler definitely features over Mr. Wheeler, who's usually just watching TV or reading the newspaper, and he's super boring. He's, yeah, he's just comic relief. But Mrs. Wheeler is focused on a lot. And it would also make sense if she is the sister, that that's one reason Vecna would focus on Nancy at that one point. Why well, he'd call out to her specifically, because I guess she'd be his nephew, niece. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is yeah. a family connection. But then we're getting into Star Wars kind of ripoffs. It's a family tale. It's very insular. It's, oh, that's true. It's a chosen one tale. It was always about this one family kind of thing. It was always supposed to be these people who, you know what I mean? I think people just really like Mrs. Wheeler and they want her in the story more. Yes. But there's no, how the hell did that man make Nancy Wheeler? There, I can't believe that. Out of everything that's happened in the show, that's not real. <laughs> I guess all the genetics came from the mom. Anyway, <laughs> the two parts that got me emotional were, like I'm getting emotional talking about, was Eddie's death because I started to more and more see parts of Eddie in myself where feeling mm. like an outcast in school, you know, thinking that you're brave, but like actually running away from like danger and then sacrificing your st- yourself. The way we wish we could all go out. So that part, I started to tear up. But the part where I actually bawled my eyes out was Dustin explaining what happened to Eddie's uncle. Yeah, see, I wrote down in my criticisms here, the actual actual death didn't affect me as much. I thought it was good, but I felt it was less impactful for me because I kind of saw it coming. For months, everyone's been saying, oh, yeah, they're going to kill off Eddie. So I kind of saw it coming, and I'm like, oh, this is sad. But I, it's also not shocking. So, like, when Max yeah. was fake death, that nearly got me. But, you know, go on with what you were saying, because my point was Eddie's death didn't get me as much as yeah. the uncle hearing about Even it. Max dying and, like, Lucas's reaction to that, that made me tear up. But what made yes. me actual ball was Dustin explained to his uncle what happened, saying, like, he fought to the end. He saved this town, I even don't, though they I all hated him. I don't care how they can do it. I don't care. Give Gaten Maserato a fucking Emmy. Because seeing that kid, he's 20 now, 
but seeing him tear up and explain to like a friend or a person he looked up to just absolutely lose it that broke my heart and it was just like it just reminded me of you know like seeing like a friend and talking about like how did your like grandparent die and just like seeing them like it was just done so well and just the emotion behind it like eddie sacrificed himself for a town that that hates him that absolutely hates him and they still think that he caused the earthquake and they caused like hell to take over which i hope they redeem him or that he gets redemption in season not that the character itself gets redemption but like he gets redemption for the town that he's in in season five because he deserves it he he's just one of those characters that you can identify with and i don't think he's going to get i don't think they will but i feel like eddie's gonna be a tragic story it's gonna be it it might be better if it's a tragic story because even in season two they talk about how you should water down the story because nobody's gonna believe like the full thing yes but just like seeing gaten's performance for that i just i could not handle it i was like I don't know what it was. I don't usually, I don't know what's happened to me in the past few years, but whenever like something hits me emotionally, I start to cry. But like that broke my heart. I don't know if it's because I've watched these, the show for like years and years and years. And I've just related to these characters so much, but like seeing, seeing Dustin emotionally upset where he's like the humorous core or the, like the, basically like he holds the group together in some scenes that's heartbreaking yes i think that's where this show kind of differs from others it's not afraid to dwell on the emotional moments true i yeah i i have nothing more to add to that because i agree with everything you said there i just want to say one more criticism i have for this season which once again maybe it's a nitpick i don't know but I just felt like that last episode was kind of had Return of the King syndrome in that it never ended. It just was like mm-hmm. one ending after another. It, it was, I, when they defeated Vecna, kind of, and then everything kind of went to crap, I checked right. the clock on it just out of curiosity. I'm like, it's how like is there 30 half minutes, an hour left? It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are they doing for half an hour? And yeah, there was, they had all the reunion moments and there was a lot of cool stuff in there, but the pacing just for that last half hour just mm-hmm. came to a halt for me. Which was funny. The same thing happened with Kenobi. It felt like there was a few Return of the King moments too. Oh yeah. It was less bad in Kenobi, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But here, okay. um, there were too many endings, but I kind of loved that we got uh, everything. I love this show. I My love last show. thought is Murray with a flamethrower. Two thumbs up. And Two uh, thumbs up. I'd never liked Murray, but I don't. He's growing on me. This season made me like Murray. Mm-hmm. All right. So, summary of our thoughts: fantastic season. Somehow they pulled off the best one. Great conclusion. Everything wrapped up really nicely. Our criticisms are mostly nitpicks, so I think. They handled things really well on the whole. I'm very happy with how season four ended up. I'm really hyped for season five, whenever it comes in the out. Next I really three years. 
I've said this probably every year for Stranger Things, but I don't know how they're going to top this one. I, I if, really if have I no have idea. to wait, I honestly believe if I have to wait three years for season five, good. Good. If the Duffer... Take as long give as them, you need. Give them whatever they want. Money, time, vacation. It's the last one. Don't faceplant right at the ending, guys. Please. Don't rush it like... David Benioff and David Weiss for Game of Thrones. Just take your time. Take your time. I There's an easy way to finish it off, and then there's a f- well-thought-out part that you can do, it, which I don't know what it would be, because I'm not writing the show, and I don't have the time to do this. But give them whatever they want. I don't want to wait three years, but if it's going to take three years for them to make a phenomenal ending to probably one of the greatest shows ever, fine. Do it. That's a bold claim, but I have to agree. It is when you take it as a whole up to this point, it is one of the greatest shows ever. I think mm-hmm. it's been consistently great or good. There's only been one bad episode, if you think about it. One really like. I know the one. It's the one when she goes with the with the golf yeah, kids. With and the, the, yeah, with the golf kids. Where, season three which, is probably its weakest season, and even that season is still. I good. disagree. A lot of people would disagree with you. People think season two is the weakest. I have to rewatch them. Mm-hmm. I have to rewatch them. At the time, season I felt season three was the weakest, but I, I I still liked a lot about it. How can you say season three is the weakest when there's a Back to the Future reference? How dare you? Point, you know what? Point taken. Season two is the worst one. <laughs> that one bumps it up a little. Yes, I turned you around. <laughs> yep. I turned you around. It's my favorite movie. I can't. Hey. Uh... Okay. Ryan wins. Let's... Ryan gets a treat. Yeah, oh, yeah, not yeah. sponsored. Not sponsored. Blur it out. <laughs> Don't blur it out. Anyway, let's wrap up. Plug our socials. Well, you can find me at Ryan Walker Official on Instagram and on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at ThoughtPlane Media and our Facebook page of the same name. Find further film discussion and entertainment reviews on ThoughtPlane.ca forward slash articles. And if you'd be so kind, you can support ThoughtPlane Media on Patreon. Link down below. Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews as that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button if you enjoyed this? We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time, and this one was for you, Chrissy.